Hello, listeners. Welcome to the House of Universe podcast. I will have numerous guests on here, whether they may be gay, straight, a cis woman or man, or identify as non-gender conforming. Everyone is welcome. Today, our guest is not only a rapper, producer, and a YouTuber, he happens to also be my cousin. On social media, he is known as SMK, but to me, he is known as my cousin Carl. Carl, how are you doing today? Good. Alrighty. Um, so a little background, like I'm sure it's a bit odd for um the listeners right now that I'm uh having, I guess, a family member on my podcast because most of you who have listened to radio, um, I don't like I. In all honesty, I don't talk about my family that much, and usually I have friends or. Uh, people I do biz like or business partners like essentially on the um, radio show on KRSM. So um, you are actually one of the first actual family members I've had recorded, whether it be the podcast or the um, the radio show. Uh, but I guess um, would you like to introduce yourself and like I guess more go more in depth with. Uh, what you kind of do? Alright, so, um, my name is just Carl, uh, but on YouTube, like, most of my stuff that I make is on YouTube. I make music, uh, skits, gameplays, like, all that stuff. Um, my main thing that I like to do is, like, edit videos, so, and make music, so that's main, the main, mainly the stuff that you'll see on the YouTube channel is mostly, like, Mostly music is what you'll mainly see and like probably gameplays and a lot of stuff. And on social media, I'm mostly just known as SMK or Swordmaster Carl. So, um, I think the most interesting thing people don't know about me is, you know, before I started uh, booming with radio and this podcast and my drag competition and all that stuff. Um, I actually started with YouTube during that time. I had a, uh, I had a good amount of people who subscribed to me and watched my videos. I believe it was like 1.2 thousand or something like that. I don't know the general amount, but there were, there was a good amount of people who, um, were on my YouTube channel and, um, subscribed. Oh, Sorry. But, um, yeah, during that time, that's kind of how, I don't want to say that's how I start, like, Carl was the person who had me start YouTube, because I kind of started it a little bit before I met Carl. So long story short, I should probably explain, uh, Carl and I did not actually meet each other until we were, like, how old? Like, I was by, like... 13 we were about like 12 mm-hmm. and we're like two months apart so we were yeah around like 13 and 12 mm-hmm. but it was because um my stepfather is uh carl's uncle and you know when him and my mom started dating uh he was getting to know us really well and learning to um um, accept us and consider us his own children and stuff. And, uh, 
once he got comfortable enough, he introduced us to uh, Mima and Carl. Mima, by the way, is um, was our, our grandmother. Um, she did pass away. Uh, like I miss her very. I, we all miss her very much. But uh, she she was a wonderful woman. But we got to meet her and we got to meet Carl in Cleveland, Ohio, which is where he resides right now. Um, for all of you listeners who are a bit confused, um, I usually have my guests on in person with me, but because of the distance, um, right now, Carl and I are on a Google Duo doing this, um, interview and, uh, having him as a guest on the podcast because of us being far away. Cause he used to live in Minnesota, Yeah. but you know, I think once you moved, so met Carl, right? But uh, we left, and he actually, him and Mima, and a couple of other family members, uh, decided they wanted to move up here. And uh, yeah, um, I didn't realize it, but Carl uh, was really interested in video making, and I already was making uh, videos, and he made videos in the past, but they weren't, I guess, as they were nowhere near as like good as I'm doing now and I'm still learning mm-hmm. but um yeah do you want to talk about your experience I guess with you with YouTube with me I guess like the collabs and things we've done so uh what really got me into like wanting to make YouTube is when I first went down there to go uh to go visit cause me and my down cousin there. went down well, no. <laughs> when I first went there, uh, up there to Minnesota, mm-hmm. me and my cousin went there for a spring break uh, visit, and Elliot showed me first like Dashy videos. <laughs> if you guys know who Dashy is, I mean, show me Ghetto Barney and everything. <laughs> and <laughs> after that, uh, he asked me. He's like, "Hey, Carl, do you want to be in like some videos with me?" And we started making like uh, like role play videos and stuff like that, and like. Uh, commentary videos and that's when I started getting this YouTube mm-hmm. once I came back uh, me and my friend and my cousin decided to make a YouTube channel together and also I was planning on coming back with Elliot and me and Elliot most of, most of some of the videos on Elliot's YouTube channel like I'm in because every time like me or Elliot will be like hey let's make a video together and he's one of the main reasons why I wanted to do video producing because Editing videos is the best part about making a movie or anything because you are the one that's creating everything. Mm-hmm. Like, you're the one that's making effects and everything like that. And even though editors don't get praised for it, it's still like something to where you see it all just. It's basically like art. Like, you see it all. Oh. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. It's just that it's something that I'm really, like, passionate about. Editing is, like, the most funniest thing to me. Mm-hmm. It truly is. I mean, do you, um, aside from, like, the beginning of how we started, do you, like, overall want to talk about, like, what it's like? Because a lot of people don't know this, and I don't ever, like, you know, the person I collab with the most nowadays is uh, Gigi, just because of the radio show and stuff, but, like, do you want to talk about, I guess, your experience with collabing, collaborating with me in the past and your overall experience? Because, like, a lot of people don't know that. Like, 
I don't want to say I put this uh, personification on when I'm doing radio and stuff, but like, uh, you know, a lot of people don't get to see that authentic side and behind the scenes version of me. So, um, to be honest, like, for anybody out there, Elliot is one of the most easiest person to ever, like, collab with anything. And because he asks for your opinion, unlike other people, like, he'll ask, like, hey, what do you want to do or anything? Or sometimes he force you to say your opinion. <laughs> like, <laughs> sometimes I'm like, oh, good and everything, like me. But I'll, what I'll do, I'll be like, no, it's fine. He'll be like, Carl, tell me what you would want in a song or anything because I don't want to, like, take control. Um, But the first collab that i actually like like making with him is our very first songs together sadly it had to get taken down because somebody uh like i could never accept <laughs> like somebody <laughs> stole our song like somebody stole our song that we made but uh elliot was the person that got me into making music too because we were uh sitting down in our rooms and we were like uh just he was singing and he figured out like i could rap and we just started making music together and we, at first we wanted to start making music together and everything but we both went different ways and stuff and us hopefully in the future we could start doing that because he's the most easiest person to ever collab with that like if anybody oh if oh. anybody like <laughs> <laughs> this is i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i'm also terrible at that all right but uh yeah he's the easiest the easiest person to collab with and the best out of everybody that i collab with Ooh. Dodge the bullet. Um, anywho, I would have to say that um, though I went my separate ways with YouTube, which I'm sad to say because like I don't like a majority of my uh, the demographic of people that listen to me now never knew I had a YouTube channel or that I used to make videos, and like um, you know, in that moment I just was like. Uh, this is good because it's like a clean plate, like, because there were so much problems on YouTube, especially in the community that, uh, Carl and I were in, because at the time I was very much of the, um, weeb at the time. Um, and I, I, I like, I just like being creative and like, I've changed because I didn't make... I haven't made a video in five years, so there's a very big gap that the people who watch my videos don't know about me. It's not like I'm afraid or I'm hiding it. It's just, I just, YouTube has just been a bit of a journey and I found a passion in uh, radio because like, I'm allowed to tweak with things and I'm allowed to be my authentic self without getting uh, criticized for it. And I think that's what uh, people forget. And I mean, with you, you've changed uh, significantly as well. I mean, like, you're geared more towards your music um, than you are in, like, your actual videos. But you incorporate those uh, uh, production-level editing skills into um, your your music. And, like, it's it's changed significantly. Like... If you guys were there to see the initial channel he had, mind you, he's had to make so many channels because YouTube kept deleting quite a few of his channels. That's a long well, story. So, uh, with the YouTube channel journey thing for me, I had to make so many channels. One, 
some of them I forgot the password, and some of them like I feel like would never grow. And plus, at those times I didn't even know what to do. And at those times I was caring so much of what other people wanted me to do. So every time I was like, "Ask me what you guys want me to do," but at this point I'm like, I'm going to do anything, and whoever likes it likes it. Like that's basically how my channel is. I make anything. I don't have one specific thing that I do. Yeah, but I will say that you have improved significantly with your video making you know at the time you're very um sporadic with what you'd make and it was just kind of a in the moment whatever i feel like making kind of thing and now you like you know you're a bit more organized with your video making and like it it really does show and i think that people who do watch his videos tend to forget that like he yeah, I, I, this is me not trying to throw shade at you, but like you were at the time very disorganized with your videos, but so was I. Like I just would make things, and it wasn't. I think it was. It wasn't more so because I was trying to make myself happy. I was trying to make other people happy with videos, and like, yeah, we tend to like as people not try to be selfish, but like I had to come to realize. But because I was doing videos for people, not for me. Or you were doing videos for uh, people and not yourself. Like, that, like, the videos are just not authentic enough. And, like, it's not really you. Because you're trying to put on this uh, persona that you think the viewers want. And at the end of the day, like, we grew up and realized that, like, that's not what we need to do. Yeah. Um. So, and another thing that, like, I liked about doing what I want on YouTube is... Whenever I make a video, I don't think of, like, what other people would think of, like, how the video would turn out. Like, every time before I put out a YouTube video, I always watch it. And if I like it, I'm going to put it out. Mm -hmm. No matter if anybody else like it. Because as long as you like it, there's always going to be somebody else out there that likes the video. Like, and even if there's nobody else, you're, <laughs> like, the best critic is, like, yourself. So, with every video, I always watch myself. And that's... That's an improvement for a lot of people. If anybody goes into like editing or making music or anything, if you like a song or anything, you can put it. Sorry guys, I dropped something. Uh, I agree with I agree with you though. Um, what is your overall like? What are you most proud of? Like, what is the hardest song that you've created and produced yourself that you are the most proud of? Um. The hardest song that I created that I made myself. Um, I'm trying to think. So, the songs that I have out now are more... I'm trying to do more songs that like I can exercise to, really. Yeah. And me, I'm a person that don't have one specific like thing that I do when I make music. Like, sometimes like people will be like, Oh, he sounds like this, then sounds different than the other song. Um, but my most favorite song that I have ever made is Nobody Knows. And that is like the very first lyrical song that I ever made because most of the songs before that song was just all freestyle off the head and it didn't sound right. But Nobody Knows, if anybody ever like sit and listen to it, knows like that I had a lot going on and nobody knew about it mm -hmm. at all. Yeah. And... I, I have to say that, um, overall, like, you have, uh, changed, you, 
I'm trying to think of how to say this. You have evolved significantly from the five years ago you were initially starting music. <clears throat> like, you were very... I don't want to say... like You were not necessarily bad at creating lyrics. It was more so the... Because, um, you know, like compared to now, like you add, you know, background chorus, you add uh, background sounds... Not, like obviously like background music but like i mean background sounds as in like the little uh, like the reverbs and stuff yeah sorry i don't do music <laughs> yeah uh so the reason why like i was terrible back then is because all i thought was songs were whenever i heard them i thought like you just record it over beat and that's it but it's a lot more than that even if you don't make the beat as a person that writes the lyrics and edit everything else, there's a lot more that goes into it. And um, the thing that I think that changed about my music now the most is the emotion that I put into songs. Like back then, I sound so dry. Because <laughs> like, <I sound laughs> every time I like rapped or something, the, if if I collab with anybody. Like, they would sound better because, like, they put emotion into it. And me, I'm coming on the beat, and I'm just sounding like, uh, 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 well, now <laughs> I put emotion. <laughs> like, it just sounds like uh, literally how my songs sound back then is, like, I'm reading lyrics off of a paper. Mm-hmm. Which, that's not how songs are supposed to sound. But back then, that's literally all I did, which is read the lyrics and just put it out. I'm like, oh, that sounds good. <laughs> now... <laughs> Now what I do is like if I read the lyrics and I don't have emotion while reading that lyric, then I'm not gonna put it out or I like just make it over and over again. That is that's the very artistic. Yeah. Uh I was gonna also um so people like again, like I think um once getting into adulthood, you and I I don't like this is gonna sound depressing. But like you and I kind of went our own ways and it's not like it went our own ways because of anything bad it was just like I guess career wise we uh just found something we both like that like just don't correlate like obviously we collaborated and like we're doing this right now which I make I'm very happy because it's been a really long time since we've uh worked together on something but um were you upset at all with, I guess, us going our own ways? I mean, no, not really. Uh, because... <laughs> Shit! Damn! No, I didn't mean it like that. But, um, <laughs> what I mean is, like, at those times, like, I'm gonna admit, like, back then, I was kind of, like, a little, like, dang, he is, like, forgetting about, like, the times that we had. But now I'm thinking, like, we both evolved differently. Mm-hmm. Like... And we're both at a point in our lives that we're both like, we feel comfortable with how we are. And I think the reason why we were so close back then is because we both didn't really know what we much wanted. So we kind of like bounced off of each other. Mm -hmm. But now, after we went our separate ways and after we like started to see what we liked and everything, we uh, just grew as like people. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, at the end of the day, it does, like, me going my own way and you going your own way, it, like, it doesn't mean, like, I just lost that love I have for you or you lost that love you have for me. It just yeah. means, like, we're, we're just doing something professionally different and that's okay. Like, 
I will, like, could you imagine my mother doing a podcast with me every other week? Like, I don't think that would be great. And she, like, I, I don't know. I just think that would be an awful idea. And I also think my mother is not necessarily uh, podcast material, per se. I love her to death, but, like, you know how she can be. Like, um, how can I say this? <laughs> I got to remember what I was going to say. I'm trying to remember. Oh, I thought you were gonna say like, um, yeah, um, Elliot's mom is kind of sh- I'm kidding. But she's kind of garbage. Um, what was I saying? I'm kidding. But um, when me and Elliot was growing up together, like honestly, we couldn't really express how we are like much at all because if people actually like really know, especially in like uh black families or anything anybody out there it's really hard to express like how you are or anything or express yourself because they're not really accepting and with that we're gonna go on to break and we are actually going to be talking about uh what it's like in the black community with mental health problems because a lot of people don't know what it's like but we do I'm going to kill myself. (laughs) See you guys soon. I'm kidding. (laughs) All right. We are back, 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 back again. Giving you a dose of what's happening. Okay, I'm done. Um, (laughs) So we are going to go and proceed on to our next topic. The one uh, slick-ass Carl tried to proceed to do without giving me the cue. Um, Fuck you. I'm kidding. Uh, we're going to talk about um, the struggles of uh, growing up in a black family more so with the mental health side of it because um, not many people really like to talk about it but like it's really hard to um, discuss like you know telling a person of color family member that like you feel like you have depression or something like this because it really doesn't get talked about and if it does, it get, it just gets seen as, like, bullshit, you know? Um, yeah. I guess, um, Carl, you were talking before we went on break about uh, how it was hard for us to necessarily express ourselves. Yeah, so uh, what I mean is, like, for anybody out there that has, like, really strict parents and everything, and that's basically how our parents work, and... The reason why we're saying black families is because that's mostly how it is with most black parents. They always try to be strict, never listen to like what the kid or anything is trying to say. But that's the main thing that you should do with your kid is listen. And that's something that our parents didn't do. Mm-hmm. They didn't want to talk to us. It was their way or basically get out or anything like that. That's basically how Did they you were. pay the bills that I don't want to hear <laughs> like, you complain kind of thing. Like, yeah, it's kind of like that type of stuff. The, all I and think about is, um, st- stop running, you're gonna run my light bill. Stop <laughs> flushing the toilet, you're gonna run my damn light bill. Your toilet? What? <laughs> it always, it always revolves around the bills. That's all I have to say. The main thing that annoyed me about, like, having strict parents is anytime anytime we try to make a point and it's a valid point we wasn't even like yelling half the time or anything like most of the time we wasn't even yelling we'll just say can we talk i'm like oh you talking back to me that's the main thing that annoys oh, me oh boy every time 
when like someone tries to talk to you, it's always talking back. Like if I ever become a parent, I'm not gonna do that with my kids. If I want to, they have some valid to say, I'm gonna let them speak. And if I don't agree with it, I'm not gonna yell at them about it. I'm just gonna say I don't agree with that. Yeah, I mean, um, that that seems to be the main issue with um, uh black parents i'm sure it's going it's just because it is a previous generation beforehand and they you know raised beforehand like yeah. generations going back like they're just using what they learned from their parents and i think what's interesting about our generation is we are very open to having discussions and talking about problems when they're like it's more so kind of like closing the door on this subject because like we don't want to talk about it kind of thing and um it yeah it's a real problem i mean carl and i for, like i love my mother and i i love my stepdad but like for the longest time it was really hard for him and i to be ourselves and it's nothing um you know they're they're parents and you know parents are just trying to do the best they can but like it just it, it just didn't work well and you know uh we just had to go our separate ways eventually and um, get ourselves out of the situations we were in due to the fact that, like, we felt that we weren't being heard or when we brought a valid point up, it was just being uh, thrown out the window just because it it may have been a valid point, but it was more so because it was their house, their rules, and you just... You basically would never defy or go against the rules. Yeah. And the the thing about, like, having parents like that is most of the time you'll just have, like, either the kid not want to listen to you even more or just think that you're a terrible person. And most of the time the parents' defense against that will be like, oh, you're just doing that because you want to be hard-headed. No, it's mostly because we're doing the same thing that you're doing. You don't want to listen, so we won't listen. Basically, yeah. it's like that. You know, and I think, I think like, um, the, the mindsets of most, and I say most because it's not all, but most black parents is, um, it is, I'm not here to be your friend. I'm here to be your parent, which is valid. Cause I don't like, I, again, I don't believe in being best friends with your parents. Maybe when you're like 25 or 30, but, like, at the end of the day, that, like, that's just not how that works. That is still your parent. But, like, I think that is the mindset they usually have. And it's like, well, yes, I get it. You are my parent and I'm the child. But at the same time, you could still have to consider what your child is saying. Because who knows, like, like what if they're telling you something that you're not noticing? You know, we have people um, in our lives that, like, you know, are the person to call us up on our uh, shit and, like you know correct us and you know parents when they get to that stage of having like a child uh, they see themselves as you know the one with obviously the most experience which is true because you know most children don't like you know go out and party and have alcohol at like age six you know a six-year-old isn't gonna know really like anything about life and that's you know that's okay but that doesn't you can't just uh invalidate their opinions or their feelings because you feel that you're right and you know i i just think it's very interesting to me how um 
when children point out facts or when a child is like, hey, like, this is what I'm saying. And it doesn't do it in an aggressive way and is more so like either concerned or just was like, hey, I just need you to hear me. It gets turned into almost, I guess, an argument. The most. And that's the one thing that I, like, always hated about Baylor with that, like, any time we try to make a point or something, like, you're trying to talk back to me, you're trying to argue with me, be like, no, we're not. Like, we're just trying to have you understand. Having a civil conversation. Um, like, oh, sorry. <laughs> like, like, how I am with uh, some people is still up to this day, like, like, there's some adults that try to argue with me just because, like, I'm a young adult. And... They would try to say, I'm not going to talk to you because you're a kid. And I'm like, I'm talking to you, trying to have a civil conversation. And you not talking to me is extremely childish. Yeah. Like, I I say, if you're a person that yells a lot and don't listen to the other person, that's childish. That's what a lot of people that don't want to listen do. Mm-hmm. If you want to sit there and talk to the person, then that's actually being responsible. Exactly. That's what I learned. As it should. I mean, um, I... I think what shocked me, like right now, I think our generation is very outspoken. We are addressing the problems at hand right now. And like, we are putting it out there for the world to see, you know? And I had, there was a situation and Carl was here when it happened, um, that happened. And, you know, uh, my stepfather and I got into an argument and like, I just said this out of concern. It wasn't to be spiteful. It was nothing. I said, you need to go to therapy. And all of a sudden, it turned into a hectic argument. And it wasn't intended to be an argument. It was, uh, hey, like, I'm concerned for your well-being. Please go get help. And, like, you know, in in the black community, like, there's... I just feel like therapy and stuff like that is not something that exists in our heads. Like, we're just like, figure out the problem then and there, and then we'll be cool. We'll drop it, whatever. Like, and it's just, it's not, it's far from the truth. Because, like, whenever they hear something like that, they always think it's therapy. It's like, oh, you thinking I'm crazy or something's wrong? Yeah. No. We, when people say stuff like that, we know that you are going through something and you should talk to somebody about it. That's basically what, like, he meant at that time. But yeah. in their ears, they're taking it as something different. Like, me, right now, I don't do therapy or anything, but I talk to a lot of people about problems that's going on. Because the more that you talk about it, the more that you have somebody else to talk to instead of keeping it in your head, the easier it is for you to, like, control it and everything once, like, the situation has happened or get out of hand. Because <laughs> they can help you and tell you what to do. And, like, it would help a lot. <laughs> I remember times when me and Elliot would literally, like, talk to each other when we got upset, and we helped each other, like, a lot. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm I'm saying, like, if you can't, because obviously therapy isn't for free, but, like, I would say if you can, you should take, anybody, everybody should take therapy if they can afford it, but, like, if not, go to somebody who is unbiased of the situation or unbiased of you and is going to put like because like i feel and this isn't me trying to invalidate what you said um i feel that when you go to a therapist the like they are unbiased and they just hear what you have to say and they hear the situation and they can honestly give you 
honest advice and feedback. And, yeah. you know... The best... The best thing to do is to go to a therapist uh, is because, one, all they're doing is just there to help you. If you come to them yeah. with your problems or anything, they're not going to bash you down because of your problems that you're dealing with in life. They are there to help you. Now, mm-hmm. the difference between going to a therapist and, like, a friend or something, sometimes you can have the wrong person that you go to, and they will just, be like, suck it up, deal with it, or just bullshit and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And we just need somebody. Sometimes people, all everybody just need comforting and reassuring that everything's going to be okay. Like, yeah. personally, I have a lot of anger issues. And I had a lot of people to tell me, like, sometimes you just got to, like, calm down and listen to what everybody's saying. Because half of the time, you're getting angry over nothing. Like, me and Elliot used to talk about that a lot. Like, sometimes we'll get angry over nothing at mm-hmm. all. And that's what some people need to understand. Once you figure that out, the more easier it will be for you to listen to everybody else. Yeah. And the more you can handle a situation. Yeah. And uh, like, I just think in our our community, um, parents are taught that like um, almost like around their child, they're almost not allowed to show emotions. Like you're supposed to be this authoritative figure in their life and they should just almost fear you. Just so that they, it's like some form of, you know, respect in their eyes. And that's far from the truth. And um, I I just think it's very, like, it's something that mental health is something that really does not get talked about in the black community. More so speaking with, like, generations before us. Like, and the thing that uh, upset me the most is how... Sometimes I would say to, like, my uncle and everything, like, I was raised, like, how you were. I understand everything that you're going through. But that did not give him a valid point to, like, yell at us about dumb things sometimes. Yeah. And he would always put the point of, you guys have it easy and everything, which was not true. And the thing is, my grandma would also say that we didn't have it easy. My grandma would also tell my uh, uncle, which was the woman that raised me and raised him. So she knew both of us. And my grandma would even sit me down and talk to me because she knew that I was different than how he was. Like some people need to get raised differently. And that, I, I think they didn't understand that. Some people just got to talk to and some people you got to discipline a little like more than others. But you should never excuse what other people say because you don't like agree with it or something like that. Yeah. Or you feel like you have a power trip over them. Like, that's the main thing about the parents uh, in that community or the parents like that. They always feel like they have a power trip and whatever they say goes. And that's the most annoying thing ever. I mean, because that, that wouldn't make your kid love you. That would just make your kid like envy you, kind of. Yeah. Like, kind of like that. Um, it, I think. It just, if like overall, like, I think we as a community need to put forth, like, put the problems out forth. Like, okay, like, I have depression or I have anxiety or I have this. Put it forth at front so you and your family can see it and talk about it and be like, what can we do to make this better? Because honestly, like, it's, it's the only way... 
we as a whole community are going to address this problem because uh, like if, if it's not if it's not ever addressed or put forth or talked about more often um we're not going to get anywhere but uh we are going to take a quick little break uh when we come back we will be talking about uh and I know I'm sorry guys this is so serious cuz I know the first one was just like hella funny and like crazy and chaotic um the n- thing we're going to talk about next is um like you know what is going on in the world politically right now and um uh the black lives matter movement we're going to kind of merge those segments together and um just have talk about our opinions on it and talk about how we feel about everything that happened but uh Thank you guys so much for listening and sticking with us if you're here this long. We will be right back. Alrighty, we are back from our break. Uh, Hopefully that sponsor convinced you to buy something or do something. I don't know. Who knows? Um, But we are going to talk on the subject of like what is happening right now politically as well as merging it with the Black Lives Matter movement. Um... I, before anything, I want to just let people know that, like, I know I typically do not address this on, um, I haven't addressed this on the radio and show and stuff like that, but, like, I, the reason I'm so active and, um, so political is just because, like, it's so sad to me that, uh, people of color right now have to, granted, I, I'm not going to say that comment. Um, People of color, though, have to, like, struggle to, um, struggle to exist to be themselves. Like, you shouldn't be terrified to, like, you know, go outside and go to the store without thinking you're going to get killed for being you, being something that you genetically can't change. And um, I just, like, I discovered um, right now that, uh, I just discovered that, like, you know, I need to be, because at the age, I really didn't think much of it, but, like, I just need to be, I uh, educated myself, and I'm more invested in uh, the movement and everything that's going on in our world. But, I don't know, Um, this is probably going to be out now, I don't know what the results are going to be, like, later, but um, right now, I am looking at the um, uh, presidential uh, race obviously, to become president. And um, Donald Trump right now, uh, for the electoral college votes, he is at 214. Um, For those who don't know, you have to be at 270 to uh, win the electoral college votes. Um, Which, by the way, this is the craziest election, but we'll get to that in a second. And uh, Joe Biden is at 264 for the electoral college votes. And remember, you have to be at 270. Um... I think Joe Biden is going to win, but who knows? If Trump wins three um, more states, he could win. Um, but if Biden wins at least one more, specifically Nevada, if he wins it, he will be our president. Um, but aside from that, I just want to update you guys. Obviously, um, depending on when this comes out, it's probably going to change because this it, we are recording Friday. And we should have the results here pretty soon with... Um, or at least we should have all the votes in at least by today if not could be monday who knows um i'm not going to be i'm going to be honest i voted for biden and uh 
I don't think any of my listeners are Republicans, but if so, um, I, you are, you are, uh, you are allowed to have a different opinion than me. And that, like, you know, that's okay. I just can't stand for Trump. I just can't. And some might be like, well, I can't stand for Biden because he's a pedophile. Which, if you do your research, he is not a pedophile. Those pictures people uh, critically claim that he's a pedo is, um, it's, he, he kissed, there's this picture where he's kissing a child on the forehead. And that's his grandson and it was at a funeral. So, that's very much wrong. And there, there's this other picture with him, um, with this woman, and it looks like she he's grabbing her breast. But, if you go back, they figured out that it was photoshopped. So, uh, he's not. President Trump is, though. He's a coochie grabber. That's all I have to say. Um, aside from that, I'm sorry. I, I could talk days on why I hate Trump. Like, I know I shouldn't say hate, but, like, that man is vile. He doesn't like basic human rights. What are you going to say? I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Were, oh, my God. Were you Can muted? You? All right. So, one thing. No. Uh, it's, the reason why I ask because it's, like, kind of glitching out a little. Oh, uh, one thing I got to say about people that support um, Trump and I. Uh, Personally, I don't have a problem with you because that does not show your personality, but y'all just got to do the research on this guy because at the beginning, when he first got elected, he said he was going to take people out of America. No matter who you are, America is supposed to be shown as the land of the free where people come to and get their life straight and settled and everything. He has made uh, a lot of racial slurs, said things against women and stuff like that, and Whenever people say they agree with him, it just makes me think like they're just doing it because either it's a race issue or they just don't like the reason uh, they just have something that he once said and they just sticking with that. Because most people that are asked that voted for him don't have an actual valid reason on why. Yes. <laughs> like, and. The thing that gets me the most is how they always say, oh, it's media. Media is making him look bad. No. If you do the research on Trump, there's a lot of shit that he's done. And I think people are forgetting that he was impeached, meaning that he got fired and got his job back. And if that don't seem as a bad president, then I don't know what does. And another thing, there's proof that he doesn't pay taxes, but everybody else has to. And, like, for people to not understand that, like, He's not a good person or a role model. Just is really blind to the truth and everything. And they're just blind to their own opinion. Yeah. I mean, I just like... The main reasons I've heard is... Well, um, I'm Republican and uh, I just can't vote for Biden because he's a pedophile. Or um, it's him or Biden, so I have to vote for Trump. Like, I don't really... If there was another Republican, I'd vote for them. But, like, I have no other option. I'm like, you do have an option. You either vote... Oh, wait, sorry about cutting you off. Oh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, you either vote for somebody who's going to take my basic law, my basic rights of marrying who I want, um, take away insurance for people with pre-existing conditions. Because, um, you know, I live with somebody who has pre-existing conditions. And do you know for each appointment, even if it was a basic checkup, she'd be paying at least minimum $1,000 for her first 
just for what checkup? A thousand dollars. A point that I got to make is how people always say Biden is a pedophile, which Trump has been proven to be one. Yeah. Like there's multiple pictures out there of him doing like suspicious stuff. And he has said in debates and everything stating how women are objects and they're Oh, no. Everything like that, which is something I completely do not agree with. Like, he's, um, he shows sexism and racism and stuff like that, where people are just blind to, to that fact that he's doing a lot of stuff that most people with the right mind are not agreeing with. But I really don't understand. And the main thing that a lot of people that I get upset with that voted for him is always, they always say the news is fake. Don't believe everything that you see on the news, but if it's live on TV, they can't tweak something that's literally live showing at that moment, unless they have amazing like editing processes or something like that. Like sometimes you can edit, like I know how live edits work. I worked with somebody that uh, make live videos. All they can edit is just an intro to like a show or something like that. Or they could like edit some parts out, uh, or cut the camera off. That's all they could do, is just cut the camera off or something like that. But they can't edit what the person says or anything like that. So everything that you heard him say in debates and everything like that was what he actually said. Mm-hmm. And for all the people that don't like, it's blind to that fact. It's just either not using their freaking brain, and I'm sorry to like say it like that, but like it it upsets me so much because I'm just like. It's not the fact of, oh, uh, we don't like him because he has money and he's a rude person. No. Like, right when he became president, he hasn't showed much of any difference in what anything is going on in the world. And yeah. with the uh, medical issues stuff, I have, like, my current girlfriend right now, she, ha- she has to go to the doctor. And her mom has to pay a lot just for her to get checkups just like you said, has to pay that much, a lot. And she barely goes to the doctor for her medical condition. And it's like, he didn't make anything better. Mm-hmm. And the, the main slogan that I despise the most is make America great again is because when was it ever great? Like, <laughs> it, the, if you study the history on America, there's no point in America where it was ever great. So, Aside from when uh, the Europeans didn't uh, take settlement, it was probably great. Mm-hmm. Like, beforehand, I'm sure it was probably uh, great, but, like, the minute they, you know, killed the natives and removed them off their land and basically gave them this small reservation to live off of, it was like, hey, we're gonna live on this chunk of land, but you can stay in that tiny area that we gave you. Like, it was never great to begin with. But, um... Like- I was going to ask you, I didn't mean to cut you off, also, you're going to hear a lot of cutting off, it's just a bit harder, guys, um, doing it on video call, because, like, when you're in person, you just kind of get the social cues, um, but aside from that, I was going to ask you, uh, how do you feel overall about, uh, the spark of the Black Lives Movement, specifically with the whole, um, George Floyd thing that happened? So with the Black Lives Matter movement, I think a lot of people don't understand that we are not fighting for power. Yes, I am a supporter of it, but most of us are not fighting for power. And for the people that did the riots and everything, everybody think that, oh, just because people 
did all those riots, we agree with them. No, I literally made a video saying I agree with people that's protesting, not breaking stuff. And how the people that's doing the riots and everything wasn't even part of the movement. They just doing it for clout, basically. And stealing. All people want in the Black Lives Matter movement is equality to be seen as equal people mm -hmm. and not just seen as a skin color or race or anything like that, but as a personality of who we actually are. Because I don't want to go outside and be cut, judged by the color of my skin, which happens half of the time. Like, people look at me like, uh, he must be like a person that uh, doesn't have a good life or anything like that, which is not true. It's not true at all. Yeah. I mean, I think, it like, overall the situation, like, it was, I'm sure probably everyone was scared when they saw the burning buildings and all the looting and stuff. And here's my personal input on it. Like, you have to realize that, like, for years now, like, people have been trying to get the media's attention to see the problem. And nobody mm -hmm. has, you know, the news. Everybody has just kind of turned, uh, turned a cheek on that movement. And, you know, the death of George Floyd kind of sparked it. And people were like, you know what? If this is what we need to do to get you to notice what is happening right now, then we're going to do it. <coughs> I'm sorry, guys. Right. Um, but um, oh. what I have to say, what I have to do have to say is... Um, People, I think, don't do enough um, researching because with the whole burning building thing, like, nobody was ever killed, like, at all during this whole thing. Um, not by the Black Lives Matter movement. Like, I don't think nobody has, like, in that movement tried to intentionally kill somebody with, like, with intentions. Because I don't, like, I don't have the whole, like... I don't have, I've done my research, but I, you know, I haven't looked every single detail down to see if there's any records of every single, like, death, if it was from the Black Lives Matter movement. But, um, you know, uh, people tend to forget that in history, the Ku Klux Klan would go into, like, small black communities, and they would burn buildings, and they'd kill people, and they'd lynch them, and, you know, do horrifying things, like, set their bodies on fire, and, like, people would go to gatherings and see that. Like, that's so vile and it's not human. So the fact that people are uh, acting like this whole thing is terrifying to watch and, like, uh, it's scary and they're fearing for their lives. It's, like, calm down. Like, if you're not racist and you're not ignorant, you're fine. Like, clearly, if you're scared, like, it, just, you're acting... I'm sorry. I just... I feel some certain way with people who are like that because it's just, like, dude... This com this community is not out to kill white people. It's out yeah. to correct the people who, n not even correct us in like in a mean way. It's out to like more so correct like the people who are racist and to stop the oppression and to be known. Cause I, yeah, I, that's just how I feel about it. How do you feel about um the like b uh, all lives matter thing that people use? Honestly, to that. That is literally a protest against the Black Lives Matter protest. Mm -hmm. And that is basically like saying a fuck you to everybody that's trying to say, hey, we want equality. Like, there's the All Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, and stuff like that. And with the Blue Lives Matter, with the Black Lives Matter, we're talking about race and everything. Blue is not a skin color unless you're an alien. And for the people that be like, cops fear for their life too. They signed up for that job. Yeah. They signed up to be in front of danger. Yeah. If you don't want to deal with that, then just throw your badge away. And for 
years, years, literally, like, years on end, there have been brutality. Multiple songs talking about police brutality and everything, and people are excusing it. And this is the first time where people actually are seeing it because we are making a big deal about it. We're saying, like, hey, this shit actually happens. Mm -hmm. And the main thing that a lot of people that is, one, voting for Trump, and everything like that is saying, oh, it just happened one time and they're making an excuse, a big excuse about it. No, it happens in small uh, ghetto neighborhoods a lot. There's multiple times where cops will literally look at a black person and think, hey, they're going to do something bad because of the way they're dressed. That it happens a lot. I've seen it. I've witnessed it with a lot of people and everything. I hear multiple people talk about it and they're not just talking out of their ass just mm -hmm. to get like uh, recognized, like just so people could like notice them no the shit that they actually go through and for people to actually just excuse it and not understand that really just does not really give a fuck and for people like that in the world really shouldn't even be here mm -hmm. like we're all i'm i'm so tired of like how people see each other as just a race and instead of as a person in general like race and a human being is two different things race is just a skin color not how you are as a person. Yeah, you are very correct about that. And I just, I hope that like people can understand the bigger picture of this movement. Because it's not a matter of just saying, oh yes, black people are the superior race. Because that is far, like, there's no such thing as a race being superior to another. We are human beings. Like... And the whole move, the whole thing behind it is it's spreading awareness about the brutality of um, black people. And um, what are you doing? I'm just playing with like a thump thing. What is wrong with you, you freak? Uh, <laughs> anywho, though, uh, it, it's just more so like it's more so about being like, hey, this is a problem. Just like the women's movement. It's not uh, it's not about being like women are superior to men. It's being like, hey, we are doing this because we are being oppressed and our goal is to create equality for all of us. Let us be equals. And I just, all I have to say is, is like when I ever hear people are being like, white straight men are the people who are truly being suppressed, it makes me want to smack them. Man. It's like, you like, just feel like that. It's like, you feel like that because somebody's correcting you on your bullshit and they're telling you, hey, you need to open your eyes, you ignorant fuck. Like, grow up. It's not like just the, about you. The main thing that a lot of people like to use is um, against anything like sexuality, race, uh, anything like that is one, that's just how they were uh, in their family or it's their religion. For one, with anybody with religion or anything like that, if you believe that that's how the religion is, then really need to look at it differently because me, I believe like I am religious also, but I also am not a completely person that's like completely straight or anything. Mm -hmm. A thing about uh is you were sent here to love whoever you want. We were sent here to yes procreate, but didn't say hey this person had to love this person and that's how it is. No, like so for people to think that. Uh, whoever you like is a bad thing. For one, you don't control them, all right? You are not the person that created them. 
they they didn't pop out of you or anything like that. And then even if you are the parent of that person or that kid or something, that person is old enough to know what they want in life. They're old enough to know what they like, who they want to like, and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And also with uh, race and everything, racism is something that's taught. For all the people that be like, I was just born like this. I never liked uh, black people or anything like that. You were taught that. You wasn't born like that. You were taught that. Because I, I went to school with multiple kids that was white, uh, Hispanic, all races and everything. And we were all friends and everything like that. We never had problems. So for people, that, for people to actually say stuff like that is really ignorant and really is dumb to like the cause of we want equality instead of uh, having one race as a power and everything. And uh, going on the point that you said with the um, no race is superior. Mm-hmm. Um, like I believe that too because I've been saying that a lot. Like no race in the world is superior. Like yeah. what I what I want to say uh, is literally it doesn't matter what skin color you are. Everybody could get fucked up. Everybody can die. Everybody could literally go through the same things. Nobody here, unless I see literally one whole race flying in the sky with fucking wings. I'm not gonna believe that any race in the world is superior because a race is just a skin color, not who you are as a person. Yeah. And that's something that a lot of people are not understanding. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, I just want to update you all. So right now, I'm looking at the uh, ele- the votes right now. I'm looking at the popular votes for, um, you know, uh, the presidential election. And uh, right now, Biden is uh, kicking, tr- kicking uh, Trump's ass. He is at 73 million, or yeah, 73 million votes. I'm not going to use this number specifically. And Trump is at uh, 69 million, which is mind-boggling to me that there is that many people who voted for him. That is crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's just hope that uh, the electoral college... College votes will be in our favor, and uh, Biden will win. Um, but we are gonna go on break. Uh, we're gonna end off on a lighter note and talk about uh, fun moments we've had with each other. Uh, since Carl is my guest, um, he, he will share the first two memories that we've had together, and then I will proceed to share another two, and then. Um, the show will be over, sadly. Alright, thank you guys for listening. We'll be right back. Alrighty, we are back in the house. Heels click clacking about fine... Okay, I'm done. Um, so, we were talking about so many serious things, but I want to end the podcast on, like, a little bit of lighter notes. Like, overall, um, like, memories... And fun moments you and I have had together. So because you are my guest, I typically allow my guests to go first. All right. Uh, my most favorite memory that, uh, well, I have, well, I want to say the first most favorite memory is like the first song that we made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were trying to make a music video and everything because honestly, that literally sparked off like a lot, like how we actually started as uh, how we are now. Like, I talk about that a lot in most of, like, how I am making music and everything. Like, 
my very first time ever making music was with my cousin Elliot, and that is my most memorable moment and favorite moment. (laughs) (laughs) You guys can't see it, but um, I took my scarf and I wrapped it around. Um, I have this persona known as Babushka. Um, She just happened to take over today, but uh, keep going, Carl. Yeah, but um, I and also when we made that song, we literally made it all from like scratch. Like we made it, made the beat, the lyrics, and everything from like scratch. Who knew? And from how it turned out for our first song together, it actually sounded really good. It was a amazing. Like if it's out right now, I really would. Man, (laughs) like why? Yeah, it's gone forever. Like, it can never come back, because if we try to put it up, it'll be, like, strike because some other YouTuber stole our song. So. Yeah. We ain't getting into all that drama. Yeah. Uh, now, my most second favorite memory, even though the day ended on a bad note, is when me, you, Dante, and Michael all went to Big Thrill and played uh, golf. Oh, I still have a video of that day. <laughs> like, we all were... And even before we went to, like, Big Thrill, we, uh, we were... All four of us would just, it's just all four, like, uh, teenage boys just hanging out. We were all just out late night, having fun. We wasn't doing anything bad. We were just literally going to the park, talking and everything like that. That is one of my most favorite memories. I still because... up cocaine that day. <laughs> Wait, I mean, I think on you that think? day, uh, no, oh. <laughs> I was going to say. I think that's the day we had Michael drink. Uh, a, well, I had Michael drink a whole cup of soy sauce. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sodium poisoning. Love it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was a pretty. That was an overall really cool night. No, that that wasn't the same night that he did that. Oh. Because the memory I'm going to talk about. Um, my favorite memory is when you, Michael, and I and um, Dante uh, went to the fair. Oh, oh, now I remember. <laughs> yes, and uh, we at that, uh, we that day, um, we went out late and we were just having fun and we were, uh, like, because we're not, they're, like, we weren't really allowed to, like, be stupid and, like, do crazy things or, like, I don't know, not necessarily say live the normal teenage life. But it was just, like, it was, uh, we weren't, I guess, necessarily allowed to do, like, crazy, fun, freedom-esque type of things like that. And, yeah. um, it's, it's just one of the most wonderful memories I've ever had, um, on, like, hanging out with you guys and, um, drinking, uh, sodium poisoning and, um, <laughs> snorting coke. It was pretty great. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, guys. I don't do drugs. I swear. If I did, you know I did coke because I'd be skinny. The funny um, thing about like, sorry for cutting you. You're off, okay. The funny thing about us hanging out is like we didn't do anything that was bad or anything like that. Most of the time, we just go out and just talk to each and other and get prostitutes. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm gay. We would just, like, go out and, like, talk. And that's all we would do. Yeah, I think the coolest thing we've ever done, and it's so simple, like, for a second memory, um, is 
I remember Carl and I, like, just, like, it was, like, I guess this is considered bad, but, like, it's, it was Oakdale. Oakdale's not that big. Um, we snuck out of the house in the middle of the night. I think it was, like, two in the morning, and we went to, uh, one of the, we went to Tartan High School, and we went on the football field, and, uh, uh, he went running, and I just kind of, like, you know, chilled, because I'm like, I ain't doing that shit, and, uh... (laughs) Then after he, like, exhausted himself, he laid down and was like, oh, wow, I'm so single, or, like, I want a girlfriend. And I was like, dude, calm down, like, just let things happen. And he's like, but I want it so bad. And, like, got all, like, um, Edward from uh, Twilight on me, and I'm like, okay, um, let's just look at the stars. There's the Big Dipper, there's the Libra constellation. I remember that day. That day was like a sympathetic day. Honestly, the reason why I feel like that that day is because like my whole life, basically, nobody actually liked me. Like not to <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people literally like a lot of people tease me about my height. Shut up, Carl. <laughs> like my skin. They're like, damn, you too black. You too cool. I'm like, damn, like, okay. But not to sound messed up, but now that I do have a girlfriend, I kind of, like, wish that, like, I was kind of, like, single now because I miss <laughs> the freedom. <laughs> like, not to sound, like, I miss the freedom of, like, not thinking about, like, Being a hoe. Being a hoe. <laughs> it's just being a hoe. I hear you. <laughs> but uh, not having to, like, think about, like, because before, like, I had a girlfriend, I was, my main thing was think about family. Family, family, and everything. But now I got to think about family and my significant other, and I'm like, fuck. Like, it's so much to put together. Yeah, welcome to being a little shithead, Carl. (laughs) (laughs) Just like the comments, you're too, you'll never get a girlfriend. You're too black. Like, shit, let's, uh. That is literally like how, what some people would say in middle school. Like, I remember this one person literally, like, looked at me and he's like, damn, like, bro, your skin is so fucking dark. I was like, dude. Like, I was like, and the thing is, I'm not even, like, that dark. Like, I had some friends that was darker than me. He's making, and they, would make, they would make jokes about me and they were darker. Like, what the fuck? He's making and you like, sound like if you just, like, go in the dark at night, like, nobody's gonna see you except when you smile. Do you sound like um uh the the cat from Alice in Wonderland, the way they're describing <laughs> you? Yellow eyes, big ass teeth, like uh uh-uh. uh, that's petty. Like, that basically, how they describe me, and also they used to tease me about my height. I'm still short as fuck, but Man. like God, <laughs> like, I remember the day like, the shit that they made jokes about. Like I can't control, like. <laughs> I remember the one year Carl was taller than me, and then I hit my growth spurt, and he's been short since then. <laughs> I just like I think this is the tallest I'm ever going to get. Like I'm okay with being short, because like I, how I tell everybody, if I was ever in a crowd and I had to assassinate somebody, nobody would ever see me. <laughs> how, wait, how tall are you now? I think about like I think I'm still like five foot three. <laughs> like I don't I'm think I'm eight. Old. But like the last time I measured myself was like when I was sixteen, so. I don't know. Angel might be taller than me now. Yeah, Angel's, if you're 5'3", Angel's definitely taller than you. Angel's 5'8". Yep. Uh, I'm gonna go go, go to see Angel and them, and Angel's gonna be towering over me. I'm gonna be like, fuck. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Angel's 5'8". 
Cause she's well, Elijah's still shorter than me. Or no, I'm gonna go there. He's getting very tall. Elijah's gonna be like the same fucking height as me, probably. He's <laughs> gonna be looking dead in my eyes, like, "What's up, Carl? Remember those times she used to like box me?" <laughs> no, I think Elijah right now is at um, I think he's like five, almost five six. Oh, what the fuck! He, his voice got deeper. Yeah, I was talking to him on the uh, phone like a couple months ago. And, like, I was listening to the voice. I was like, did your voice get deeper? <laughs> yeah. Like, the last time I heard from you, your voice was all high-pitched. It made me feel like I was going for, like, three years straight. <laughs> so, it's like, she went from you, that meme where the girl's like, it's me, Jesse and Ari. If they test me, they're sorry. To, like, <laughs> um, the whole, I ain't never going to stop loving you, bitch. Like, that's, <laughs> that is the whole transition he went towards. And I'm like, Elijah, your voice is really deep now. And he won't stop saying the N-word. And I'm like, dude, chill out. <laughs> but um, no, I think the reason you want to be single is because you want to be a hoe. But that's aside from the point. Okay. <laughs> Do you honestly miss being single? I mean, like, it's not that I miss being single or anything. Because, like, I really love uh, my girlfriend. Mm-hmm. It's just that I miss, like... Basically, not thinking about, like, if I had to buy something for, like, a lot of people, there's more people that I have to get shit for. Oh, you're being cheap is what it is. (laughs) Basically like that. Um, Yeah, but being single has its pointers and everything. And being with somebody. I'm kidding. If you're if you're a person that likes doing that, then by all means, go ahead. I'm not going to control you, but don't. Don't get a disease. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Oh my goodness. You know what also is a really funny moment to me? What? I will never forget it. Is when uh, you, I think it was like, I don't remember. It was Elijah, like, I think it was, like, one of the very first times you and Elijah had, like, a roast session. By the way, if you don't know who Elijah is, he is my younger brother. Um, But you and Elijah were having a roast session, and all of a sudden you just, like, yeah, you have a big forehead. And And somehow I jumped in, and I said, munch, munch, crunch, crunch, watch out, guys, Carl's hairline is for lunch. And everybody just lost it. And now he kind of copyrighted that. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Every time he says that, stop taking what I say. Yeah. By the way, every roast that Elliot does against me, I use them for lyrics in my song. (laughs) Yeah. He's the the reason his diss track is so good is because of me. (laughs) I also think I kind of became a douchebag as an adult like not a douchebag let me rephrase that like um i don't put up with people's shit anymore and i just say what i need to say like here's how i describe you before you were like more caring about like other people's feelings and everything like (laughs) (laughs) not not, not trying to sound bad but like you what i mean is like you cared about like what other people like thought like if you said something bad you think they won't like you or anything now you're just like i'm gonna say whatever the fuck i want and if you don't like me, then fuck you. <laughs> like, if you don't like it, then you can get cancer. Oh. <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you don't, you're like, if you don't like what I say, then basically 
don't be around me. Eat shit. <laughs> I hope God. you and your grandmother go under my trash can and pick up my cat's shit and smear it all over your face and then do the hokey pokey. Why? <laughs> so they gonna do like a whole weird ass ritual? Yes. <laughs> shubum, 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 shubum. I'm kidding. I, yeah. You've changed very much too, as in the, um, you've kind of be- turned into a dad. Yeah. <laughs> you looked so sad when I said that. Just. I mean, I understand what you mean. Like, Me, you- what I think, what I think of how I changed is, like, I'm more control of, like, how I used to be. You're settled Come down. On. Yeah. Not even in, like, a romantic kind of way. Like, settled down as in, like, you're, like, uh, mellow and, like, you're just, like, man, ciao. Anyways, I'm kidding. Because before, I was all, like, basically, like, my uncle. If anybody said anything to me, what the fuck, fuck you, blah, blah, blah. Now I just, like. Remember okay. when you punched the hole in the wall because I told you to pick up a damn sock? Bro, oh my gosh. <laughs> I Okay, so you guys don't know this, but, like, I am a neat freak. Like, I like having a clean place. Like, that's just how I've always been. I hate messes. And, me uh, personally, see, that's the difference between me and you. Like, me personally, I don't care. As long as, like, it's not a lot, then I'm good with it. Elliot's completely different. Yeah. Like, when we share <laughs> So the argument was about, like, we shared a room, and he had his side of the room, I had my side. And if anything ended up on both our sides of the room, we had to pick it up. At that day, I was being stubborn. I was like, no, why did you pick it up? Because it's on your side. And he's like, no, come over here, pick it up. <laughs> we literally got into a whole argument. And looking back at that day, I was like, I could have just walked over there and picked the shit up. Like, it was, and it wasn't even, like, too far. I was literally standing next to the door. And we both had the same room. He was standing like, next to the damn sock itself. It was literally, he was standing, like, it literally, he had his foot over the damn socket. I'm like, why don't you just pick it up? Why are we arguing? The funniest thing about that is, like, we literally had the same room. I could have just, like, picked it up. Mm-hmm. And I was going to sit down anyways. Like, looking back at that day, I was like, why did I do that? Like, anytime I seen that hole in the wall, I was like, why? (laughs) (laughs) Like, that will always remember, but that hole in the wall literally was a symbol of, like, how bad my anger was, really. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, if I'm being completely honest, that situation showed our strengths almost when it comes to, like, uh, let me phrase this, like, it shows our strengths as in, like, it shows how much, <laughs> and I know it sounds stupid, but, like, determination we each have. Because I can, like, if I feel like I am absolutely right and I'm not on the wrong, I will not let go. Like, I will be consistent. And like, Carla's like, if you keep being consistent, I'm going to punch you. <laughs> like, that shows, that's how I used to be, honestly. Like, I, and... The main reason of that is because of basically how I came up in life. Mm-hmm. I had to come up, but what I mean by that is like I had literally <laughs> had to settle a lot of things. Like I literally had to settle a lot of things either by yelling at the person or with fists. But now I'm at a point where like, what the fuck are we fighting? And as long as you're not throwing hands at me or getting in my face, then I'm just gonna talk to you. Like <laughs> that's oh. basically how I'm now. 
and see, the problem is, is uh, I tell people all the time, like my advice to everybody is, especially now, because I'm very comfortable with who I am. Because even back then, like I just wasn't always confident and stuff. Like I'm very mm-hmm. confident in myself now. If you choose a fight for me, you better best believe that like you better make sure I'm in the wrong. Because if I'm not... You are going to be an absolute shit because, like, I am I'm very consistent and I will not give up a fight until you apologize or you admit that you were wrong. Yeah. Which is, like, like a double-edged sword at times. Like, um, and the most funniest thing about that day is after we had the whole argument, like, the whole argument, we were mad at each other for, like, probably, like, a couple minutes. And after that, we just sitting in the room talking. Everybody else came up like, "Are y'all okay?" We was like, "Yeah, we're fine." I was like, "What the fuck?" Like, like half, an hour, half an hour ago, I was like, "Man, fuck you, Carl. You're a piece of shit for not picking up your dirty ass clothes." He was like, "Yeah, fuck you. I punched a hole in the wall because of you." <laughs> and then afterwards, we were like, "So, uh, what do you want to collab on?" Which it shows how fucking passionate we are about our work because regardless of how mad we were we're like you still want to do that collab Mm -hmm. just for the club and also showed like how close we were because we could literally we literally like we're so close in everything i think that's the only argument we had yeah like that's the only argument we had that is not true what we've had two arguments one was a bit of a misunderstanding. So, uh, this is me not trying to uh, make anybody feel bad, but it was with Carl's girlfriend, and it was just oh, yeah. a misunderstanding. And this is because Carl was just learning. I don't want to say how relationships work, but I guess he was in, like learning about like being in such a serious relationship because beforehand, you know, he was in uh, like you know other relationships. But they weren't like ser- as serious as you know this girl you're with now. Just, you're still with her, but like we're obviously on good terms. Yeah. Um, but like, I just was very conflicted because um, you know Carl was at the time very invested into this girl and was just trying to understand and learn like how to balance family and this relationship at the time. And like I was, just, he was, you know. She was, at the time, uh, like, just trying to get his attention because she just, you know, past relationships messed her up. And so, she was just trying to work with Carl and, like, get him. And, like, at the, this is when I started finding my confidence. And I was like, Carl, this is bullshit. Da, da, da. And, like, we got into an argument. But like, it wasn't, like, a punching argument. We, like, talked. I don't think it wasn't even, like, an Ellen yelling argument or anything. It's literally, like, we were just talking. It's more like a debate. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And again, I know the problem with me sometimes is I will not give up my statement or I will not give up on what I believe in. And like, I, I can open my heart to things and open my mind to things. The thing about that day is like, it literally made me like understand. Cause the thing about, um, you is that, you literally help people understand when they're doing shit wrong. And after that day, I literally like was talking to Talia. I was like, all right, so sometimes you literally got to understand that I have a family that I want to talk to and see uh, every day and stuff like that. And I think the argument was about, uh, she said something about Angel. And I told her about that. Mm -hmm. Like I told her about that and everything. 
and she's and her point was well they say some stuff about me i was like well i'm going to talk to both of them about that but the thing is you got to understand there's a distance between family and the person you're with i asked her like would you want me to come up to like your brother or anything like that and be like hey you're a piece of shit like, (laughs) like I was like, do you want me to, like, to come up to your house, to your brother, and literally, like, just go up there and just punch him in the face? He's like, no. <laughs> I don't know why, but I'm just seeing, like, a small child that you just like, oh! No, his brother is, like, the same age. I said his. Oh, my gosh. Her brother is, like, <laughs> you want to talk to us about something? <laughs> Her brother is I the same I guess it runs in the life. family. <laughs> 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 yeah but like after i talked to her about that and also she's been saying like she wanted uh to like see you and everything after that whole day she's like i wanted to talk to elliot because he seems like a really understanding person and you are that's the main thing about like about you you're not a person that likes to argue or anything you like to actually talk to people and that's the thing that's something that a lot of people that is strict and everything don't understand mm-hmm. like you talk yeah i mean and like with that situation also because, like, it wasn't, I wasn't upset that you were, obviously. I wasn't, like, I hate her. I, like, it wasn't that because I didn't know her. It was, like, yo, I don't, because at the time, I was only going over to see, like, uh, my siblings and Carl and my parents, or my mom and my stepdad. Um, I would yeah, only I go see them, her. like, every other week weekend, and it wasn't for that long. So I every time I could, I just wanted to spend time with them. And so every time this thing happened, I would just be, like, all right, Carl, listen. I get you, like, ooey-gooey right now with, you know, your girlfriend, and you're like, ooh-la-la, and ka 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 but, like, y'all that, need to stop. That was a lot of sounds. That's the thing about, like, um, a tip for a lot of people that's just now getting in relationships and everything. If you are with family and everything, make sure you pay attention to both. Like, you gotta tell the person that you're with, if you're on the phone with them all the time, because that's mostly the problem. A lot of my family like was saying like carl you're on the phone with her all day and every day like you gotta like give us time to spend time with you and that also made me see like how much everybody cared about me because before i feel like nobody cared like because nobody would really talk to me before and everything or they will always just ask me for stuff then after i started talking to her like i started to see they actually care if i'm here so that made me feel better (laughs) like that's (laughs) like that's the thing Especially Elijah. I mean, Elijah, he got annoying. <laughs> well, he's just, he, like, I don't know if you know, but, like, he, you know, grew up with guys, like, obviously all of us, but, like, you know, but the, the, like, you have to be tough and you can't show emotions kind of a stigma with men. Yeah. Toxic masculinity, if, to say the least. And, like, you know... Me after me coming out and being like, hey, it's okay to be feminine and stuff like that. Like, everybody has a feminine and masculine side to them, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, he started to be less of a dick. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was really fun to talk about. Uh, we do have to sadly put an end to the podcast episode today. Um, it was really nice having you on, Carl. Um, do you want to give the um? the listeners your instagram info and where they can find you on your social media platforms um so i say the easiest one to find is swordmaster carl you literally just search up swordmaster carl and yeah on youtube 
Um, and it is a picture of the, if you know Zelda, it's an upside down Triforce with me standing under it. That's basically what I post on. Uh, I still post on the channel today. Mm-hmm. My Instagram is smk underscore the. There's basically like an underscore space uh, between each word. Smk uh, the real one, but underscore space between all of the words. Mm-hmm. And that's the only two social medias that I really use. I don't use Snapchat or anything that much. I only use a cage on. Oh, for some reason, I thought you had Twitter. I do, but I don't use it. <laughs> like, Thank God, because you're gonna ki- you would kill me if you saw Twitter. Like I see, <laughs> a lot is because um, when all so all I see is what Michael posts. Like he still posts on Twitter, but the stuff that he posts is like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> so I had to delete Twitter. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm glad you don't see mine because um, I did kind I kind of embarrassed all the family members. Um, oh, I've seen that. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. I looked at it. I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> I was like, come on. Are you talking about like the edit that you made of me? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, and the thing is, I was trying so hard that day. I was like, maybe so like, maybe <laughs> Funny thing about it, like after I seen that, I did laugh at it because I'm like, oh my god, because <laughs> it actually showed. <laughs> it literally reminded me of uh, you remember that one Elijah video where Mark makes that weird noise. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's what it reminded me of. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> uh, I just, I was like, dear God, Carl's gonna see this and he's gonna kill me. And uh, Michael was like, yeah, I don't think he'll see it. And I'm like, dear God, if he does, he's going to be so pissed at me. But I like, I didn't do it to like embarrass you because I've posted pictures and uh, embarrassing photos of everybody, including myself. And I laughed at you. <laughs> I'm I glad. thought it was funny. Not only that, I distorted your voice when um I like when it got to the part where it showed you singing in the video and like the image or the um in the uh, visual you could see the. Visual itself like oversaturated and red and orange, and that's where I distorted your voice. So, um, and bass boosted it. I was like, What the fuck? (laughs) I'm just so embarrassed. Like, this is me just discovering that you figured out that I posted that, (laughs) and I think I like put in like the um, the like. And under the video, I commented something like, uh, listen to the serenades of, uh, SMK. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like, you're so bogus for that. And I'm like, I just can't help it. It's really funny. <laughs> but, um, you guys can, of course, find him on, um, all his social media platforms. Uh, seriously, it was really fun having you on here and having, uh, like those discussions and stuff. We... I definitely would love to have you back on the podcast and we can talk about um, you, more of YouTube because that is a whole other roller coaster itself. It probably could take up two whole podcasts if it wanted to. Like, that is history. Yeah. <laughs> that is, you know those uh, videos where it's like, uh, it's talking about the characters and it does like the timelines? Uh-huh. Like, it's like History of a Warrior or something like that? That uh-huh. is our That is our YouTube channels. Is I mean, those timelines. That literally could describe like the history of how we were on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Honestly. But uh <coughs> did you have fun? 
Yeah, it was fun. Shit. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. Just but, uh, like that. Like, it was a good conversation and everything. I liked it. I liked the topics and everything like that. Would you, would you ever consider doing po- uh, another episode again, though? Yeah, hopefully when I come there, like, I want to come there and, like, actually be there in person because it will be a lot easier. Oh, yes. To, like, talk mm-hmm. and everything. But probably when I come there and when we're in person. I'd love to do that. Yeah. Um, all right, listeners. Well, sadly, this is where it comes to an end. Uh, I would like to thank all the support and love I've been getting. And I hope that you, like, there will be more content um, coming soon. It's just right now um, I've been balancing. I'm trying to come up with a consistent schedule because I love to, I prefer to have guests on rather than speaking myself. Because, like, I feel like we can babble on quite a lot for quite some time and forget it but um thank you all so much for listening and thank you carl for coming or well virtually calling me and coming virtually being there (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i love you guys and may the stars be in your favor